If you guys want to join me in Ephesians chapter 4, we're going to be in verse 25. Uh, Paul has been talking about um, walking differently than the world, right? We're to walk differently than the world. And during this time, you know, there's the virus spreading. Uh, many believers on social media, it just seems like some of them are not even different from the world, right? It's like, uh, guys, we ought, we ought to be different, right? We're, 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 we're sent out uh out of the world, right, into the world to give the gospel, but places are shutting down, people are panicking, and it's got people on the edge, right, during this time, and uh, this is a very uh, practical and yet uh, really powerful, but yet challenging section of scripture uh, that Paul's going to give the church right here, and really his focus is on holy living. It's been on holy living, and the last part of the chapter, it dealt with walking in unity, and now, in this last section here, he's going to be talking about walking in purity. And so, um, Paul gives us some specific things that are practical in our walk with the Lord, uh, and good for the church corporately, I think especially uh, with what's coming in the future as well. So let's go ahead and read our passage today. It is Ephesians 4, verse 25. It says, Therefore, putting away lying... Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole still no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, what he may have, uh, that he may have something to give him who has need." Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. All right, so, man, there's so much here. Uh, Paul gives us really five commands. If you notice the outline here as that we just read, there's five commands that he, he throws out here. And the first command Paul gives us is being truthful. It's being truthful. Notice in verse 25 again, he says, therefore, and obviously, you know, Paul's referring back to the previous section, uh, back in verse 22, since we have taken off the old man and we, we put on the new man, God has uh, the old is, is gone. It's, it's dead, right? God didn't restore us. He, he made us a new creature, if you will, in Christ Jesus, right? The Holy Spirit's living, abiding in our lives. We're abiding in him. And now we are, we're, we're free in him, right? We're alive in him. And so um, it says, therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. So this is the first command, right? To speak truth, uh, speaking the truth. And you and I are to walk differently than the world, right? We're to stop lying and start speaking the truth instead of lying. And, and you know, falsehood, it's not a characteristic of a, the believer's new life in Christ Jesus, right? So it's something that we shouldn't even be doing at all. Um, by the way, these are not options, uh, that God gives us. These are commands that God gives us, okay? So this is something that God says, stop doing it and start 
speaking the truth, right? So don't only put away lies, but have your life characterized really by speaking the truth. Let people know who you are, that, oh, that's, that you, that's an honest person. They're a Christian, right? Let, let that be the title of Christianity, that they can trust us because we speak the truth, right? We don't uh, go around lying to everybody. And so the world, they have no problem with speaking the lie, right? They speak half lies, but we're to speak the truth and nothing but the truth, right? We're to speak the whole truth. And, and Paul just got done telling us a certain way uh, that we should speak the truth. If you guys remember our, 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 uh, a couple of teachings ago, look back at verse 15. It says, but speaking the truth in love, in verse 15, speaking the truth in love. So although it may be the truth, uh, something that I learned, you know, a couple of weeks back, the Lord really spoke to me in this, pro- this area is, you know, yes, you can speak the truth, but if it's at a, uh, the wrong time, it's probably not a good idea to do that, right? Um, and, and, and by the way, if, it's, if we speak the truth, even though it is the truth, if we have the wrong heart, if we have the wrong attitude, uh, then we shouldn't do it, right? Because then, now we're in the wrong, and, and we got to be careful with that. And so I, I learned, you know, when situations come around you, and you got to speak the truth, and, and whatever conflict it may be, uh, you don't have time to think, right? And so it's, it's, sometimes it's good just to say nothing at all, if that's the case, right? And just back off. But um, we got to have the right attitude, and we need to be different than the world and how the world does things. Um, but question, it, let me just throw the, uh, you guys for a little curveball here. Let me ask you guys a question. Is it okay to lie? True question. Is it okay to lie? Think about it. Is it okay to lie? There's two groups here uh, that say two different things. Number one, the first group says, uh, really, when you're in a situation where you're going to save somebody's life, then yes, it's okay to, to, to tell a lie, they would say. Because you look at Rahab in, in Joshua, right? There was a lie spoken, yet she was still blessed. She's, she's spoken of later on as well uh, about having faith. But if you... Uh, Think about it. If somebody came to your door and, you know, maybe you're, you're hiding your family and they want to kill you and your whole family and, and they say, hey, are you the only one in, in this house? Where is your family here? Are you going to tell them the truth or are you going to lie to them to save your family and you die, right? That's the thought. And so uh, what would you do in that situation? Um, I know what I would do, but I wouldn't tell you guys what I would do. But um, others say, no, it's never okay to lie, right? Never, ever, because lying is a sin, and that's just not, not a good idea at all. In fact, you're putting your own faith in yourself, and you're not putting your faith in the Lord. You're not trusting in the Lord, they would say. Uh, they would quote uh, John chapter 8, verse 44, um, which says, here we go, there it is. Uh, it says, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. And when he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it, they would say. So that's very interesting with those two thoughts right there. So I'll leave you guys with that. Look, notice back in verse 25 in the middle, why, why should we speak the truth? Why? Because we are one body. We're, we're the body of Christ, right? You and I are to equip the saints, right? We're to uh, edify the saints. We're to build up the saints, right? And we're not to lie to them, right? So we're to speak the truth uh, to one another and about one another. Uh, in fact, in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 Uh, It says, these six things the Lord hates, yes, seven are an abomination to him, a proud look, 
a lying tongue, there it is, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among many among brethren. Uh, very, very interesting. I don't want to be a part of that list. And when it comes to lying, I don't want my name to be attached to that at all, right? Um, well, let's come back to our, our text here in Ephesians. Uh, the second uh, command here deals with anger. It deals with anger. Notice in verse 26 and 27, it says, Be angry and do not sin. So this is a command, right? When others are doing something to us, we get angry with them. And what do we do? We go, roar! <laughs> we just, we get, we get angry with them, right? And the problem is about this anger is when our anger is manifested really in a negative way, that's the problem, right? So right now with this virus going around, there's a lot of people that are just on their, on the edge, right? And you just, just a little touch and it's all raw, right? It's just, they're on an edge, right? About, about things. We're to be trusting the Lord. We're to be uh, waiting on the Lord. And, and people are provoking one another to anger, not because of who they are, but because of what they do, right? They're looking at the actions. In other words, like being at the store and you got toilet paper, right? And then you put it down and someone steals it and you're like, oh! Actually, um, yesterday, uh, I was at Walmart, and right? My wife's got a list. I'm looking at my list on my phone and I'm going and getting everything. And, and one of the things on the list, you know, of course, there's no paper towels or toilet paper or anything, right? And the list says baby wipes, right, for my son. And I'm like, oh, and so I'm looking, and the whole shelves, they're obviously empty. So I tell the, the people, where, is there any wipes that you guys have hidden somewhere? <laughs> we need wipes. And, and, uh, and, and they're like, nope, those are the last two over there on the shelf. And I didn't even see it. I was like, oh, look at that. It happened to be the exact uh, baby wipes that we needed. I was like, what are the chances of that? Right? So here I am all happy with my two baby wipes in my hand. And everybody's staring at me like angry that I have baby wipes. They're like, man, you should have left up for the moms, right? With the, I don't know what they're thinking, right? But I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? And it just, I don't know. It's just, people are just very different right now. But we are to be different as well, right, from the world. Um, anyways, when, 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 we, when, we, when we do speak the truth, um, it's, it's a good thing. But uh, we ought to be doing it. Speaking the truth, right? Speaking the word of God uh, to others. In fact, in the Bible, uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 20, uh, what did God do? He got mad at Aaron. You guys remember Aaron? He, uh, he made the golden calf, right? And everybody's worshiping it. He's like, I don't know. I just threw it, in the, the, threw it in the fire, all this gold, and all of a sudden this popped out, right? And so this is the God that brought us out of Egypt. But God didn't get mad at Aaron, he got mad at Aaron's sin, in a sense there, right? Matthew chapter um, 21, verse 12, Jesus got very, very angry uh, at the sin of the money changers. Why? Because they were not fearing God. They were making a profit uh, in God's place, right, in the temple. And so the text suggests us that it's okay to be angry at wickedness, uh, but be angry at the action not the person. And I, I don't think we, you know, we got to remember that. Um, and, and remember, sin is not against us. The sin is against the Lord. And that should break us, right? When we as believers see somebody sinning, uh, we're seeing them rebel against the Lord. They're breaking our, our, our Lord's heart, right? And so it should break our hearts as well. Uh, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 4, whoever commits sin 
also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. So sin is transgressing against the law. And the law, who wrote the law? God wrote the law. So therefore, we're breaking the law of God when you choose to sin. And so that's why uh, our anger is righteous, right? Because uh, since they're they're sinning before our eyes against the Lord, that's why we're we're angry with the ways of the world and what they're doing. So uh, there's three commands that are outlined here in verses 26 and 27 that really go along with this uh, idea of being angry. Uh, remember, we're, we're we're to be different than the world. Thus, also our anger has to be different than the world as well. So. Number one, we're to be angry, but don't sin. Be angry, but don't sin. Notice in verse 26, it says, be angry and do not sin. So you and I can get angry at the action, but don't get angry at the person, right? We're we're to hate the sin, but not the sinner, right? So a wrong anger is when we're angry at the person rather than what the person does right so we we need to be constantly battling you know the flesh we got to be battling the world we got to be battling the enemy uh of of of, of the evil one right and these these things will always uh coming against us right if we're abiding in one of those things then then uh the world's going to be angry with us, and it's just going to be a horrible situation. It's not good. So if you're ever mad at the person rather than the sin, realize, think about it, you yourself are in sin if that's the case. If you're angry at the person rather than the sin more so, and I get it, right? I understand uh, we have expectations for certain people, especially your spouse, right? They're a reflection of who you are. And when you see them, uh, you know, not perfect <laughs> like you are, right? All, it's like, well, how dare you do that? What are you doing? What's going, right? And, and I understand the ex- expectations there, but uh, we, we can't look at the person. We got to look at the sin and let that, right? Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. We were just singing that right now. Uh, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 22, uh, it says, But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And it keeps going on and on, but it's just as the same as murder, right? If you have that anger in your heart against another person, uh, it better be for a righteous sake, for the sake of sin, right? Not against the person, not against, you know, hating the person. Uh, so big difference there. Uh, let's come back to our text here in Ephesians. Uh, let's come to the second command uh, that's outlined in our text here, and it's don't sleep. Don't sleep. Notice in verse 26, it says, do not let the sun go down on your wrath. So don't go to sleep with this anger in your heart. Deal with it immediately, right? In marriage, when you're angry with each other um, and you don't deal with it and you let it click on, right? What what, what happens is you, you plant a root of bitterness, if you will, right, inside and it begins to grow, right? This plant just grows and then one day it's going to devour you because of that. So you, you can read about it in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 10 and on. Uh, never never bottle things in. You, you need to open up your heart to each other, right, in, in all these areas. And why? Because we want to be pleasing to the Lord, right? We want to bless the body of Christ, the church. We want to bless our family. We want to bless even yourself, right? So it's a good thing. If your heart belongs to the Lord, then these are things that will happen naturally, 
um, in your life if you, you, you're, you don't keep it locked up, right? If you're boiling things over and you're holding it in, then it's going to be really hard and only, you know, bitterness and depression and you name it is going to keep coming out of you. Uh, and we'll get through some of that right now as well. Uh, but in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, God is talking and he says, come now, let us reason together. And that's something that I always like to look at, right? It's only reasonable to reason with one another, right? Let's talk about whatever we're going through. If you're going through a, a heated debate or something, just reason with one another. Work things out. Uh, if, you, if you have a problem with another, go to that person right away, right? Don't go to them. And if it's, if it's not a real issue, don't go to them, right? Some people just want to argue about conflict and how much you're wrong and what it, don't, don't don't get into that stuff right be careful on social media as well um, there's people that jump into other people's arguments and just you know read proverbs right it's just wise to stay out of other people's issues <laughs> and things like that but um, don't confront your your brother or your sister uh, just because you're right and you know you want to show them that they're wrong, right? Just don't do it if that's the case. You're, you're, remember, it's, you're, we're going to be judged based on our motive of our hearts, right? Why did we do what we did? And if you're going to confront someone on a problem, don't forget to guide them into the truth, right? With a solution to really help them. That's the idea. And remember, correction without restoration, it's meaningless, it's worthless, right? If you're going to go and correct somebody, but you're not willing to, to uh, uh, really restore them, then what are you doing? You're no different than the world. We're to be different than the world. That's our mindset, right? Um, third, the third command is don't submit to the devil, right? Look at verse 27, nor give place to the devil. So anytime we're angry with the sinner rather than the sin, we're giving place to the devil, right? You're, you're opening the door for the enemy to come into your heart and really wage war against you. You're allowing it to happen. And always deal with the matter before the sun goes down. And if you don't, then it'll be like a boiling pot, right? The next day, uh, you'll, you'll come up to, you know, whoever that person is, and you're like, hey, you want some coffee? And it's like, kaboom, right? Whoa, what happened? It's like touching a balloon, right? You're like, how did that? All I said is you wanted coffee. How did that happen, right? It's because that other person was probably boiling over, and they didn't, they didn't let it rest, right? And, and so we got to be very, very careful as believers. We can't let the sun go down our wrath. And so uh, be very, very careful. The third command Paul gives us involves being busy. It involves being busy. Notice in verse 28, it says, Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, what is good. Now this word labor... It's used 23 times in the New Testament. Carries the idea of growing weary in working, right? Working to the point of ex, uh, exhaustion. And uh, I think we could amen that, right? I think we've all been there in life in our, our job workplace where we're just exhausted. That's a good thing, right? Um, the, the, this culture and, and its mentality, that they have that mentality that... that uh, Everybody ought to be working for them, right? That's kind of the idea. They feel entitled to everything, and nobody wants to work anymore. Have you guys noticed that? It's pretty crazy. Um, they don't want to work hard, right? They want to just do the easy route and let, let get the bigger paychecks and do the easier jobs, right? People come in the office, too, and they basically say, uh, I need $3,000. And it's like, 
and <laughs> like, wait, 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 let's, let's, let's start this all over again. First of all, I'm not a robot, I'm a human being. Talk to me like a human being, right? And, and secondly, uh, it's just, it's hilarious how people, they feel so entitled. They, 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 they just, they think that we owe them everything, and that's just craziness. The Bible says in 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 10, For even when we were with you, we commanded you this, if anyone will not work, neither shall he eat, right? So as believers, we, we are to labor more than the world. I think that's the, the idea. Right now, food is off the shelves, toilet paper is hard to find, right? There's a, this crazy stuff going on. But I want to thank those, by the way, just thank those who are, you know, they're working hard right now. During this tough time, they're making things happen. They're driving the trucks. They're the paramedics, the nurses, the doctors. They're the, the ones, you know, uh, stocking the shelves. Thank you, guys, if you're, if you're watching this. Thank you, guys. Uh, but, guys, most of us, um, we haven't seen a time like this, right? As, as believers, uh, if things get really bad with our economy, we could get pressed, right? There's a lot of believers that could get really pressed. They could get really uh, tough. They could get really angry. And I, I think this study is just fitting for us as a reminder of where our attitude ought to be, where our hearts ought to be. And we ought to share with those that don't have certain things. But we ought also ought to be wise, right, with those who would want to just take advantage of us, if in whatever we're sharing with them, in whatever situation that might be, you, you, if you have and someone's in need, then obviously you should give, right, to who that person is. Um, and, and why should we labor in what is good and not taking shortcuts? Well, in verse 28, it answers it, that, that he may have something to give him who has need, Right? That's the idea. We don't just work hard to feed our families and take care of them, but we work hard to meet the needs of others as well. Right? In 2 Corinthians 9-11, it says, While you you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. And it goes on in the context there. But God has given you and I so much. Why? So that we can bless others with it, right? So that we can give it away. That's the idea. As the body of Christ, we're to help each other during these tough times. Times are going to get tougher, guys, right? John 16, 33, we know that uh, we've overcome the world because it's God's in control. He's got it, right? He knows what he's doing. Uh, And we've been warned about this, right? That's what we've been teaching the church about how to deal with trial. As a believer, we're going to be persecuted, but hey, God's already overcome this world. We're overcomers because we believe in him. Our faith is in him, right? So uh, I think getting back to the whole workspace thing, uh, if you're at work and... You, you, you see the need of somebody or your, your family, your friends or somebody around you. Use wisdom, use discernment, right? Uh, since you could be enabling people as well. We don't want to be helping them with laziness, right? We, you got to work to eat, right? That's the same thing. So this could be, you know, family or friends, whoever it might be. And it's really a hard thing when you got to make that decision with them. You got to make that cutoff, right? And just say, no, 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 I'm not going to help you anymore because I'm enabling you. And I really don't want to do that. I want to encourage you to get out right? And, and if all your bills are paid and all your food's right there, why get out there and be applying for jobs, right? And so there's that part of you that's got to make that cut at one point. So uh, before I give somebody anything personally, 
I like to just thank the Lord for it, and I, and I pray for the person, right? And I, and I pray um, really for myself as well, that I really just give it to the Lord instead of giving it to the person. Because what happens is if I don't give it to the Lord, I just give it to the person, then I go and see the person. Instead of buying food, they're buying drinks or drugs, and it's like, oh, <laughs> right? But, it, but if I give it to the Lord, then there's my reward, Right? Um, so we're to serve one another by serving the Lord. And so let's come to the fourth command. Uh, we said there are five. The fourth command from Paul involves being valuable. Being valuable. Notice in verse 29, it says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. The word corrupt, it's used eight times in the New, the New Testament. It means rotten, unfit. It means not valuable. That's where I get the word from. If, if we're going to be different than the world, our words should have value to them, right? Not worthless or rotten words like cursing, right? Um, Colossians chapter 3, verse 8, it says, But now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, Filthy language out of your mouth. We need to think before we speak, right? Is our words going to be edifying? Are are they going to be uplifting? Are they going to be praiseworthy? Are they going to have profit, right? Or are my words going to be in vain, right? Are they just going to fall to deaf ears if that's the case? So um, the fourth reason we should not speak corrupt words is in verse 29. Notice it says, um, or I'm sorry, the reason we should not speak corrupt words, it's, it's, it's really, it says in verse 29, but we, what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. That's the reason why when times get pressed and you're on the spot and your words, they can be for profit or they could be worthless, right? So we got to keep that in mind. Um, in fact, turn to James, James chapter 3, James chapter 3, James talks a lot about the tongue. He makes it clear uh, the tongue is very powerful. And even though it's very small, it has the ability to really pull people um, up or tear people down, right? And it's, it's very small, but it, it, depending on the way we say what we say, what are our words, right? They have power. And James chapter 3, verse 2. Look at James chapter 3, verse 2. It says, For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, right? He's pretty, everybody stumbles, guys. He's able to also to uh, brittle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at the ships. Although they also, they are, they're so large and are uh, driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a force a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it, uh, uh, it defiles the whole body and it sets on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast... Uh, and bird and reptile creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father. And with it we curse men we, who have been made uh, in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. 
my brethren, these things ought not to be so. So as believers, we're to be walking differently than the world as it pertains to our, uh, the way we talk, right? Why? So we can impart grace to the hearers. That's what we just learned in Ephesians 4, verse 29. And we have two ears and one mouth, right? That's, I think that's the idea we got to use. Think, right? Hear, listen more than we speak, right? Now let's come back to Ephesians, uh, Ephesians chapter 4. The fifth command that Paul gives us is to be pleasing to the Holy Spirit. Be pleasing to the Holy Spirit. Uh, In verses 30 to 32, uh, it says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, Obviously, the world grieves the Holy Spirit of God because while they're using God's name in vain, right? um, Their actions and their words, they're against the Lord. But you and I are to be acting differently, right? We should not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, but rather we should be pleasing to the Holy Spirit, right? Because it's the Holy Spirit in verse 30, it says, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption, so in fact, in, in, uh, if you guys remember in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14, uh, Paul said that the Holy Spirit is, uh, it's, he seals us for the guarantee of our inheritance, right? He is uh, our uh, guarantee of our inheritance. So well, that's a good reason why we should, as believers, uh, be different from the world. We're to be pleasing to the Holy Spirit, right? Um, now, let's end with this last section here. Paul's going to talk about two ways that you and I could be pleasing to the Holy Spirit. Um, and in verses 31 and 32, the first way is by what we don't do, right? By what we don't do. Notice in verse 31, uh, there's six things that we should not do. Uh, number one, that is bitterness. Bitterness. It's only used four times in the New Testament, um, it, it says in verse 31, let all bitterness, right? Just stop there. Um, it means harsh or wicked. And in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15, talks about the root of bitterness that produces bad fruit in our lives. That's why we don't let the sun go down uh, when times get tough, right? As Christians, because we understand this concept. Uh, in fact, in Colossians chapter 3, verse 19, it says, husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter toward them, right? This is a command, the same word, bitter. Uh, you and I are to be pleasing to the Holy Spirit by not choosing or not allowing ourselves to become bitter. Um, and with everything going on, it's easy to become bitter, right? It's really easy, but don't allow it. it you have that restraint, right? You, you, can, you can restrain yourself. You don't have to become bitter. Bitterness always leads to depression as well, by the way. Um, but secondly, it involves wrath. Wrath. It means, uh, in verse 31, it means boiling over, right? I think we all understand what that means. It means indignation, right? Uh, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 19, it says, Now the works of the flesh are evident. And now it's going to give us a list of the works of the flesh, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outburst of wrath. There it is. <clears throat> Selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, 
drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Notice that outburst of wrath is on this list of the works of the flesh. Interesting. We're we're not to be enraged. We're not to be boiling over. We're not to be... um, What's another term? We're, we're not to be losing our temper, right? Um, it, it's a scary thing. If you continue in, in doing so, what does it say? What is the last verse? It says, you know, the, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's pretty serious, right? I think it's something that we should all take heart to. Um, now, the third thing uh, that we should not do is be angry, we should not be angry. Notice in verse 31, this word angry is a little different. It could also mean vengeance, right? So you know, you know, getting even, right? Don't, don't get even. Uh, the Bible tells us, Paul tells us in Romans chapter 12, verse 19, he says, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you'll heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Amen to that. The the fourth thing that we're not to do, it involves clamor. Clamor. Notice in verse 31, clamor means loud arguing, right? It means uh, where, where you're yelling and you're screaming at each other. Do you guys know what I'm talking about there, right? Uh, yeah. Um, we, we should reason with each other. That, that's how, uh, you know, the, the world's watching us, right? And they're seeing how we deal with conflict. And if we're dealing with conflict no different than they are, then, I mean, why would they want to come to the Lord, right? Um, it's, they're going to be like, no, I'm not going to do it. So clamor. Um, the fifth thing we are not to do involves evil speaking. Evil speaking. We kind of talked about this a little bit. In verse 31, it says, an, an evil speaking be put away from you. Right? This word evil speaking is actually the word blasphemy. Right? So it carries the idea of cursing God or rejecting God. Right? That's the blasphemy. Right? It, but this word is also translated as slanderer. A slander, in other words, it's a person who's talking down on another or is uh, speaking negative about others, right? Where it's not, uh, it's not holy, it's not righteous. And so 1 Peter chapter 2, uh, verse 1, it says, Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceits, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking. There's our word right there. As newborn babies desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. And so, um, very interesting. The sixth and final thing we're, we're, we're not to do involves malice. It involves malice. Notice it says in verse 31, malice. And it means a desire for wickedness, right? It's having no shame or not having any guilt for the sin that you do. It's clearly, if we want to be pleasing to the Holy Spirit, 
Guys, we, we are not to be doing these things, right? And thus, we will be pleasing to the Lord. And so don't do those things. The second way, uh, if, if, you're, if you're a Christian and you want to be pleasing to the Lord, and you're like, Lord, you know, I desire you. I want more of you. I want to I grow deeper in your word. I want to be pleasing to you. Well, here's a few things that you could add to your list in your prayer life of things that you can change, if you will. Um, and really, it's by our actions, right? You want to be pleasing to the Lord? It's by your actions. Notice in verse 32, Paul's going to give us three ways that we can be pleasing to the Lord in our actions. The first thing really involves being kind. Being kind. Notice in verse 32, then be kind to one another, right? Kind, uh, that's gracious, that's uh, virtuous, right? Um, and it's the opposite of being harsh, of being uh, uh, sharp or bitter toward one another. Uh, in Romans chapter 12, um, it says... Where is it? It's right there. They'll find it. In Romans chapter 12, verse 10, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor, giving preference to one another. We just sang that song. I was almost going to sing it again right there. Um, but that's what we ought to be doing. The second thing involves being tender-hearted. Uh, notice in verse 32, tender-hearted. So that's compassionate, right? That's that, that gentleness. We might say, you know, they have a sweet and uh, tender um, or gentle spirit, right? Some people would say, this is how we should be even when we're uh, wronged, right? We're to have this heart w- within us. Uh, the third thing involves being forgiving, being forgiving. Notice in verse 32, it says, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Why should I forgive so and so well? Because Christ, God in Christ forgave you, right? He forgave us. And so God has forgiven us in spite of really where we've been or what we've done in the past. He's forgiven us. God has forgiven us. In Psalm 103 verse 12, it says, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Amen. God forgets as well. Not only does he forgive, he forgets. And I thank the Lord for that. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 17, it says, Their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. God is our example of how we should forgive others as well, right? If God has forgiven me for what I've done, man, how can I not forgive them for what they've done to me, right? And I think there's a, a beautiful, beautiful um, picture that's being painted for us here. Man, when you pray to the Lord and you ask the Lord, God, give me that strength to forgive this person for what they've done. Give, grant me, Lord, your spirit, your, 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 empower me, Lord, by your work to, to, to forgive that person. You go to that person, you forgive them from your heart, right? I think that's the beautiful thing. I think it's an amazing thing. We're, we're to be walking in the, the spirit. We're not to be walking in the flesh, right? And that's a, that's a wonderful thing when you forgive another person. And when you have done that, and if you have done it, uh, what a relief it is, isn't it? Have you ever done that where you came up to one of your enemies and you made things right? It's like, 
oh, right? All of a sudden you can walk, right? I, I feel tall all of a sudden. Maybe that's been my issue, right? I, I, I could just, you know, it's just like, oh, it feels so good. But that's one way that we can reach this world for the gospel is our lifestyle, guys. Our actions of what we don't do and what we do uh, allow ourselves to do and our, the actions that we do. We got to be very careful. Somebody just uh, this last week said, um, man, oh yeah, that Christian guy, he's, I wouldn't listen to him at all. I heard him cussing at some other kids on, online, and there's no way I would listen to that guy, right? We're to be a light onto this world, and is it, are you being a light if you're cursing, right? If you're speaking evil, if you're being bitter, if you're being, right? No, no, you're no different than the world. They're not going to look to you. They're not going to listen to you, and so we got to be watchful in all that we do for the sake of salvation and those around us, right? For the sake of glorifying the Lord, right? We want to be pleasing to the Holy Spirit, and thus this list is given to us, and I think it's great, right? We're living in a time where um, there's a lot of people that just want to throw in the towel and be like, nah, I'm done, right? And they, they want to act just like the world. We're not the world, right? And these times, are this is when the test comes, right? This is when things matter, right? When you're in school and the test isn't there, it's like you're, you're throwing stuff around, right? Chewing your gum. But when the test comes, right, that's really to know what you've learned, right? Have we actually learned the word of God? Have we prayed and have we sought the Lord out? Times are going to get even tougher, but we, are, we're ought to, we ought to be looking to the Lord, right? Um, there's a lot of our, our, our brothers and sisters in other parts of the world uh, that have gone through way more than we have, right? And they, they set that example. They laid down their lives for the Lord. And, and may, that be, um, may that be our hearts, right? To lay down our lives in these practical areas. But also, uh, physically, may we lay down our lives in the very end, right? The ultimate test. May we truly bring glory to God. May our hearts and our prayers of, about bringing God glory, may it come to fruition, right? That we actually lay down our lives for him. And so I pray that that would be us. Um, let's pray. And I pray that you guys would be encouraged uh, with this as well. So stand up, sit down, whatever you want to do. <laughs> let's seek the Lord on this. Lord, thank you so much uh, for this time uh, to get in your word. Uh, and Lord, to be corrected in our hearts, to be uh, Lord, re- reminded of your word and how our response ought to be, how our attitude ought to be uh, when things get challenging. I pray, Lord, that we would continue to look to you, that we truly uh, would bring glory to you, Father, through our words, through our hearts, through our minds. Uh, Lord, keep our minds stayed on you. Keep our hearts on you as we get in your word, as we stay um, allowing your Holy Spirit to use us, Father. I pray that our, our, our walks, Lord, will be just uh, exemplifying what your word says. So use us, Lord, we pray. Thank you so much, Father, for the work that you're doing. Uh, we do pray that you would, again, be with those who are hurting, be with those who are struggling right now. And we just thank you, Lord, that you're able to hear our prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. Can I not forgive them for what they've done to me? Right? And I think there's a, a beautiful, beautiful um picture that's being painted for us here man when you pray to the lord and you ask the lord god give me that strength to forgive this person for what they've done give grant me lord your spirit your 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 empower me lord by your work to 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 forgive that person you go to that person you forgive them from your heart 
right? I think that's the beautiful thing. I think it's an amazing thing. We're, we're to be walking in the, the spirit. We're not to be walking in the flesh, right? And that's a, that's a wonderful thing when you forgive another person. And when you have done that, and if you have done it, uh, what a relief it is, isn't it? Have you ever done that where you came up to one of your enemies and you made things right? It's like, oh, right? All of a sudden you can walk, right? I, I feel tall all of a sudden. Maybe that's been my issue, right? I, I, I could just, you know, it's just like, ah, oh, it feels so good. But that's one way that we can reach this world for the gospel is our lifestyle, guys, our actions of what we don't do and what we do uh, allow ourselves to do and our, the actions that we do. We got to be very careful. Somebody just uh, this last week said, um, man, oh yeah, that Christian guy, he's, I wouldn't listen to him at all. I heard him cussing at some other kids on, online, and there's no way I would listen to that guy, right? We're to be a light onto this world, and is it, are you being a light if you're cursing, right? If you're speaking evil, if you're being bitter, if you're being, right? No, no you're no different than the world. They're not going to look to you. They're not going to listen to you, and so we got to be watchful in all that we do for the sake of salvation and those around us, right? For the sake of glorifying the Lord, right? We want to be pleasing to the Holy Spirit, and thus this list is given to us, and I think it's great, right? We're living in a time where um, there's a lot of people that just want to throw in the towel and be like, nah, I'm done, right? And they, they want to act just like the world. We're not the world, right? And these times, are this is when the test comes, right? This is when things matter, right? When you're in school and the test isn't there, it's like you're, you're throwing stuff around, right? Chewing your gum. But when the test comes, right, that's really to know what you've learned, right? Have we actually learned the word of God? Have we prayed and have we sought the Lord out? Times are going to get even tougher, but we, are, we're ought to, we ought to be looking to the Lord, right? Um, there's a lot of our, our, our brothers and sisters in other parts of the world uh, that have gone through way more than we have, right? And they, they set that example. They laid down their lives for the Lord. And, and may, that be, um, may that be our hearts, right? To lay down our lives in these practical areas. But also, uh, physically, may we lay down our lives in the very end, right? The ultimate test. May we truly bring glory to God. May our hearts and our prayers of, about bringing God glory, may it come to fruition, right? That we actually lay down our lives for him. And so I pray that that would be us. Um, let's pray. And I pray that you guys would be encouraged uh, with this as well. So stand up, sit down, whatever you want to do. <laughs> let's seek the Lord on this. Lord, thank you so much uh, for this time uh, to get in your word. Uh, and Lord, to be corrected in our hearts, to be uh, Lord, re- reminded of your word and how our response ought to be, how our attitude ought to be uh, when things get challenging. I pray, Lord, that we would continue to look to you, that we truly uh, would bring glory to you, Father, through our words, through our hearts, through our minds. Uh, Lord, keep our minds stayed on you. Keep our hearts on you as we get in your word, as we stay um, allowing your Holy Spirit to use us, Father. I pray that our, our, our walks, Lord, will be just uh, exemplifying what your word says. So use us, Lord, we pray. Thank you so much, Father, for the work that you're doing. Uh, we do pray that you would, again, be with those who are hurting, be with those who are struggling right now. And we just thank you, Lord, that you're able to hear our prayers. In Jesus' name, amen.